man. Man. Oh, first of all, I just want to say uh, thank you to the over 50 people that downloaded my podcast. Uh, we had more than 100 streams, which is hilarious. <laughs> just because I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this for any particular reason. But um, it's really funny because a lot of people wrote to me and they said, I'm, I'm nervous that you're going you're gonna to share one of my <laughs> stories. And I'm like, Dude, it's it's literally going to be stories that involve me, and and when the time when the time comes when there needs to be names, I'll uh, I'll leave out some names, um, and nothing it's nothing going to be incriminating. It's you know it's mostly going to be making fun of myself, uh, and or stupid things I've done through my life, uh, so that you know I can kind of basically tell you how I assess them, how I break them down, what I learn from it. Um, like I said last time, that catalog as you get older is just such an important thing to me. Um, and really too, just verbalizing some of these stories for the first time. I mean, I've verbalized the story I'm going to tell today privately. I've never told it publicly. Um, but it really has to do with, and again, literally like 10 minutes ago, um, I thought of this for some reason. And then I thought of the other story and this is why I wanted to do this podcast because, um, I just want to get it out and I want to talk about it. And I think um, a lot of people might relate to this one. Uh, some people uh, might be going through this right now or, or thinking this is what they need to do or how they need to act. Um, but this is uh, definitely uh, one that I've never shared publicly. And uh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's my third espresso today. Probably should stop after this one because I want to lift in about three hours. And uh, I think with that amount of coffee and pre-workout, I'm not sure my heart can take it. And like I always said, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep working. So you know, I'm no good if I can't, if I can't function. Anyway, uh, so like I said in the beginning, um, that's wild, man. That that many people. Uh, when I really, I mean, I just kind of jokingly started doing this. Um, so thank you. That's really cool. Uh, for people who are trying to get this on Apple Podcasts, let me tell you something right now. Fuck you, Apple. Why do you got to be so different with everything? You know how easy it was to get this podcast on Spotify and every other place? Now, I have to go and I have to buy my own domain name. I got to mess with, I gotta mess with the, uh, the cover photo and the dimensions. It's like, Apple, just, oh my God. You're like the, you're like the hipster coffee shop of electronics. <laughs> like... You know, God damn it. Just allow me to do guys. I'm working on it. Okay. Hopefully maybe by the time this comes out, you'll be able to get it on Apple podcast. But in the meantime, you can still go to the Podbean. You can still go to Spotify. It also too, is kind of mind blowing how many people don't have Spotify. I thought that's just what everybody uses, um, for music, but apparently I was wrong. So people who listen on Apple podcasts, working on it. Um, like I said, not a smart person, pretty smart when it comes to some things, some things I just get so frustrated with, like how to deal with Apple sometimes that I just forget about it and figure I'll try another day. So yeah, just got back from Florida. Um, Florida's a wild place, man. <laughs> like, like I know the thing this year, the memes or whatever it was in 2019 or people talking about like Florida, man, there's a lot of Florida, man, a lot of Florida women there that could have ended up in some headlines of some things that we saw. Um, Florida's a wild place for sure. We were seeing our friend Micah um, need a little getaway. And let me just say, uh, two and a half days for us is long enough. Um, we, I just can't hang man. Like I'm not a big drinker at all. And 
Same with Nashville. We did Nashville two and a half days, Florida two and a half days. That's all I got. That's all I got. I could have stayed in the last night. I got two nights maybe going out back to back. Like I always think, man, if you transported me back to like a spring break in college, I wouldn't make it past day three. So crazy. So I'm a little bit under the weather, not even under the weather. I'm actually, I have a, I have a huge cup of water and and an espresso. I should be hydrating more than I am, but I do have water. So I'm not even drinking espresso right now. It's water. Sorry about that. Um, so anyway, so that's pretty much it. Um, thank you. I just wanted to express my gratitude for people who listened, who had some really nice feedback for me. Uh, some really, uh, people thought it was funny. So I think I'm funny. So I don't give a fuck if anybody thinks I'm funny, but it was really funny. That's some of the stuff that people found funny about that first one. Um, but anyway, so this one, again, this podcast will take shape. Like I said, um, this one is, I don't even know what the title is going to be something revolving around luck. Well, I'll think of it tonight, probably while I'm high on pre-workout. Um, but recently, I'd probably say like maybe a couple months ago, um, it, it got back to me through the grapevine that had someone had called, uh, me lucky, um, with what I do with catalyst for change wear and, um, stuff like that, man, used to bother the shit out of me if I ever heard that, which the reality of life is people insulate themselves to, you know, protect themselves with the people that are around them, the nice that make them feel the best and the people that appreciate them. But the, the reality is, is that not everybody is going to like you. Um, I used to want everybody to like me as, um, that will be discussed <laughs> another time. You guys already know what I'm gonna say. Um, but anyway, so I, 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 I just kind of laughed, um, especially given who the person was, um, you know, so it, 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 I just laughed and I thought, man, like, that's a really interesting. So like me, I sit back and I think like, man, like, but that's really funny because that's, that's really how I tried to start all of this was hoping that luck would fall in my lap. And I think people misinterpret luck, um, something that either comes to you or that just falls in your lap and it could be a positive and negative thing. And these are just the, 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 this is like what popped into my head today. Like, this is like what I think is a really good representation of how I used to want to get lucky with life and business and how kind of luck creates itself. Or if you do end up getting lucky with an opportunity, you're ready to take it and run with it. Um, so like I said, I started at the time it was Elixir. Um, it was a company that me and my friend Ross Jacola started uh, right at my last year at, at Husson. He was still back in New York and then in Cape Cod. Um, just two young guys, didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Um, but our our um, our marketing plan or our kind of like idea was that we were going to give it to anyone and everyone that we knew in the NFL. Because when I was at Albany, there was a couple guys from there couple guys from UMaine that, you know, just guys that you've met that may have went on to the league or people they play. So that was literally our, our 21 and 22 year old brains, you know, thought, you know, we thought we were, we thought we had a leg up on the competition, you know, cause at that time really, you know, there was no Instagram. Facebook was still a very new thing, 2008, 2009. And your, your, your end goal was to be carried in a, in a large retailer. You know, because there was no way for anybody to go check out Catalyst Instagram and see what they're about or Johnny Cupcakes. There was there was nothing 
you know, there's some, think of so many brands that you follow on social media that you just know the ins and outs of the company because they're just there. You could just go find out information. There was nothing like that. All you saw was just kind of what you saw was presented to you in a magazine. Um, if you went to the mall, if you got a catalog from somewhere, that's all you had. Really, that's really all you had. You can go to their website, but all you had on their website was like an old, you know, it looked like a GeoCities website from like 2000 where you could just buy stuff and it would come to you in a few weeks, whatever. Um, so our, our idea was that we were going to get on as much um, well-known or NFL players as possible. Uh, even though the shirts were, at the time, we thought they were dope as hell. They were ugly as shit. Like, go outside, um, see if you can find a, a pile of dog shit and come back and that's how ugly it was. <laughs> like, but we were trying our best. So, so, so we, we sent them off to people, you know, people we knew. And, um, uh, so long story short, uh, after we had launched the company, uh, and we were just basically sitting, sitting around twiddling our thumbs, we made every mistake known to man. Um, you know, we just, we just had no idea what we were doing. And, uh, I was living in New Jersey and, uh, one of my friends at the time was playing for the giants on the practice squad, New York giants. And, he told me that somehow or another, one of these shirts made it to somebody who was on the giant. So my friend walks up to him and says to, uh, says to the player on the team, he said, uh, that's my, it's my friends, my boy's company. Um, he said, Oh my God, so you know, the guy who, who started this and he goes, yeah. And he goes, he actually lives in New Jersey. Now one of them does. And he said, okay, we'll bring him, bring him to the stadium, bring him to the house. I want to talk to him. <laughs> so he calls me and he goes, um, I'm giving your number to this guy on the giants. I keep wanting to say the name. <laughs> he goes, he's going to text you. Um, and he wants to talk to you about the company. And I was like, Oh my God, this is it. This is my, this is my lucky break, you know? And, uh, cause at that point, I mean, it, it, I was, I was waiting. I was a waiter at macaroni grill in New Jersey. I was 22. Um, literally my plan was to just, just to hope that something happened to me. I wasn't screen printing. I wasn't creating. I wasn't, I wasn't working or doing anything, um, which again, I'll wrap this up at the end of how I think this is very much similar to what a lot of young kids do now, which I don't fault them for it. That's what I did. They just have a greater opportunity now to make it look even better because I did not have Instagram and I did not have, there was no business pages for Facebook. There was none of that stuff. Uh, there was a MySpace. If anybody knows what the fuck MySpace is. <laughs> Pretty sure, pretty sure for a while I was so brazen in college. I had a shirtless photo on my MySpace, like of my back, because I thought my back was so sexy from just like lifting and stuff. What a fucking douchebag. <laughs> anyway, so long story short, I communicate with this player, um, get set up, gonna talk to him, gonna meet him at the stadium. We're gonna go to his house. Uh, I'm shitting my pants. And, uh, so I go to his house with my friend. My friend takes me there cause he's on the practice squad at the time. And, um, guy opens the door, another well-known giant. Uh, they had just come off the Super Bowl. I want to say probably, was it the year prior? It was the year prior. Yes. Yeah, so 2009. They won 2000. Yep. So it was a year after they, they won the Super Bowl. A couple people were there. I just couldn't believe that I was in this person's house. Um, and I was just so nervous and I, I thought it was going to be a, you know, a conversation about, you know, him investing or whatever. And I thought, Oh my God, right out of the gate, like, here we go. Um, so I remember just like sitting there and he goes, well, show me, uh, 
show me, uh, show me what you got or something like that. So I pulled up a MySpace video. No, no, excuse me, a YouTube video that Pete Bissell from Bissell Brothers and I had shot like a promo video for Elixir at the time. And I'm pretty sure the backing track to it was Love Stone by Justin Timberlake. If you guys think I'm making this up, I'll literally, I'll post the link to this goddamn video so you can see. It's so cringeworthy. But anyway, this is what I thought I needed to do, okay? So just trials and tribulations, just stay with me, okay? So <clears throat> I show him this. He's watching it, smoking a huge blunt. And I am so nervous that I'm like behind him on the couch. And there's a couple guys from the team watching and my buddy's there. And... There was an ashtray like on the edge of the couch and I hit it and it fell behind the couch into the couch, all of this ash. For some reason, nobody noticed this happening. And I just had to like, I was so torn. I was like, do I tell this person, this famous football player, do I tell him what I just did or do I let him keep watching the video? <laughs> so I let, I, I didn't say anything to anybody. I know I'm, I'm going to going to hell with all the other masturbators. Um, so that comes and goes and he goes, all right. He goes, um, so, uh, he goes, here's, you know, some information, uh, send my team in, in Oklahoma, uh, your business plan, what have you, this and that. And, you know, uh, but off the bat, he's like, how much do you think you would need to get started? 22 years old. I look him dead in the face and I go, uh, probably five to 8,000. <laughs> like no clue. And he's actually asking me, he's like, well, what was your revenue last year? D dude. $31. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Just it's a perfect example of making yourself look very good and knowing the right people. But if the opportunity presents itself now, granted, do I think this was a great opportunity in retrospect? God, no, it was just somebody who was probably getting ready to leave the league and thought that there was some company he could, he could latch onto as well as many other companies to make money after he quit playing football. I totally get that now. Um, but at the time I thought this was my big break and, but it was very obvious. I did not know what I was doing. Um, so for like the next couple months, I just kind of, I kept sending him like draft after draft after draft. And this went on for like four months. Now, mind you in that four months, nothing happened, um, with the company. Uh, we didn't do anything. We didn't put out new shirts. It just existed as like this brand that I was making seem like it was doing great things in New York City and that we were getting ready to expand. And, you know, we had some events in New York City where like, you know, very, very famous athletes were there and like a lot of guys on the Giants. And, you know, it was just this very fake existence, a la 2020 what Instagram is. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so long story short, nothing happened from that. They said no. They said that I had no idea how to write a business plan and uh, that I should probably look for something else to do. Told him not to invest. Never heard from that guy again. Um, but now, you know, I look back at it and I go, oh my God, it's a great story. <laughs> Especially with the ashtray. Um, and to give you a quick rundown of how long I kept this up, this mindset of that, Ooh, I can get lucky. Ooh, I can get lucky. Ooh, I can get lucky. Uh, I got myself, like I mentioned last time into my hall of fame. I got onto MSNBC onto a nationally televised TV show. 
I got myself on nationally televised Fox News. Guys, I do not want to hear any comments about me going on Fox News. This was back in 2014 where I don't think yet if you watch Fox News, you were looked at as a Trumper. I, I have no political affiliation. I, I don't. That will nothing. That'll be the only time that ever gets mentioned on this podcast. But I got myself on the Fox News in Times Square. Um, I was on TV. I was on radio. I was on because all I wanted to do was just set myself up for luck. But the problem was I wasn't working. I wasn't preparing myself for luck. And I mean, I remember driving to New York city to meet with somebody who's on the today show. And I remember it was somewhere in Soho, somewhere really like it just, I I literally drove to New York city to have like a 45 minute meeting. And I thought she was going to say like, Hey, like let's do something for you on the today show. And this was like my last, one of my last ditch efforts before we did the rebrand and just the kids started and stuff. And you know, she looked at me and I go, I go, Oh, did you watch the Fox news? Cause I thought since I did the Fox news thing and she does uh, drop in sometimes there uh, that she was going to say, okay, you know, I, I know these people let's, let's, let's get this going. And I was like, all right, here we go. This is my lucky break. This is what I've worked for. And she goes, I really thought your interview was poor. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> she goes, you know, in a, in a vacuum, like you spoke very well and you were presentable. She's like, but I couldn't decipher what you did. She's like, were you a, you know, were you a charity? Were you a clothing company? Um, you know, like it just, you you really need to focus on what catalyst is. Like, I don't know what it is. And I was just like, damn, like this, maybe this is just not going to work, you know? And I drove home and that fall, that was like October, maybe September, October, uh, that fall I needed some side work. So again, Pete Bissell, great friend that he is kind of threw me a job at the, the yurt. I think it's three or four years now. Basically it was pouring beers inside of a yurt next to where Bissell brothers is now. And, uh, so from like November of that year to April, April or May of the following year, I didn't do anything with catalyst. I worked and saved and I had a journal and I still have it. And I wrote and I wrote and I wrote all the time what I wanted Catalyst to be and what I wanted it to stand for and how I wanted to work for it and how I wanted to put in the time learning absolutely everything I could about every aspect of what goes into running a successful clothing company. Um, So for four months I wrote, four months I planned, saved a bunch of money, was able to rebrand it redo the website myself, taught myself, did the website, um, you know, was lucky enough to have great photographers like Dave Butler and Pete and other people help me out. And so, um, we redid it. And now, you know, three and a half years later, you know, four coming up on four years in April, um, it is a functioning apparel company, clothing company. I think lifestyle brands brand sounds douchey as shit. Um, cause everybody has a lifestyle. <laughs> Um, that people know exactly what it is. They know exactly what it is. It's clean, comfortable, main centric, home centric clothing, um, that allows people to tell their story, uh, through what's on the shirt. Um, that's always changing, ever changing. That is a running fundraiser for charities that we do main children's cancer, suicide awareness, AFSP Maine, but we do other things. I mean, it's very, you know, people know exactly what it is now. Um, 
So it was really funny. I, I actually sent <coughs> sent um, the site probably about a year ago. Nah, probably last summer. So was that six months? June. To the same person back from Fox News. And uh, I said, uh, I don't want anything. I just want to tell you that that meeting that we had really put me on a different course where uh, I really realized that I needed to be way more specific and do things a lot differently. And, and if you're interested, this is what it looks like now. And, and I really, really appreciate um, you being very honest with me. And, um, and that was that. So back to the beginning about how someone said I was lucky. Um, that's okay. People can think whatever they want. Um, I've been doing this for about 10 and a half years. Um, I'm to a point now where nothing really phases me anymore. It's just the world we live in. People are going to have opinions. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it is what it is, man. Like you can't, you know, I couldn't imagine being at a level where I have to look at a thousand comments on social media and half of them are negative to you, you know, whatever that might be. And so I didn't take offense to it, but what I did realize was luck is always happening, right? You're going to get lucky a bunch in your life, whether it's, it's meeting someone or a job opportunity or, you know, whatever it might be. And, and so when I got lucky, when I was younger, um, things didn't happen because I wasn't ready. I wasn't doing the work. I wasn't putting in the time. When the opportunity came, when we had a bunch of eyes on us, when Just the Kid from Maine came out, I was mature enough and become a little bit smarter to know that opportunities don't come out, come around all the time. Luck doesn't come around all the time. It happens a little bit, happens a lot, but it's not like an every, you know, you have to know when to seize a moment. So was it lucky that, you know, we have this following and was it lucky that people like our stuff? I don't know. <laughs> But I do know that when the opportunity came, I had put in the work to feel good about it, that it started happening and that inspired me to keep going. And that is now why, um, you know, we're able to operate at the level we're operate, operating at and will allow us to go to the next level and the next level and the next level after that. Now, do I always think it's going to be amazing? Like I said last week, it's not always going to be amazing. It just isn't. Um, you know, but it's really how you deal with it. It's really about what you do when that luck comes, you know? Um, if you're not, if you're not putting in the work and luck comes your way and maybe it works out positively for you, maybe it does. Um, but in the end that won't last. It lasts if you're doing the work. That's why when lucky stuff happens, I go, wow, I was really lucky that it happened to us. If it's, if it doesn't work out, I say, well, okay, well, tomorrow's a new day. That's, that's kind of the difference. So from someone who used to be that kind of guy that wanted to just get lucky, whether it was TV shows, national TV shows, NFL athletes, musicians, whoever, giving our stuff to all these people, thinking that was going to be my break. Um, you know, I, I, I gently give a warning to anybody who is now trying to do that via Instagram or social media. Um, you know, we used to have like 90 friends on MySpace and a couple hundred people on our Facebook. And, you know, if I, if anybody wants to now, they can buy their followers. If anybody wants to now, they can buy their comments. They can make a million aliases to improve the algorithm of what gets seen. They can pay for visibility. Um, you can do that. But at the end of the day, 
Are people buying the stuff? Are they going to stick around? Do they believe in you? Do they trust you? Not one single person trusted me when I started, as they shouldn't have. Um, We don't have the greatest following in the world as far as numbers go, but we have the greatest following in the world as far as the, the type of people that follow it and support it. Those are the people I want. I don't want a million people that are just passerbys or that got there because of whatever reason. So a gentle warning to people who are trying to show a bigger than life lifestyle and um, really aren't putting in the work to back it up. Uh, And that doesn't go with running it. That goes with everything, not just running a business because when reality hits, it's, uh, it's pretty tough to dig yourself out of uh, almost sometimes seem like an insurmountable hole for me. Um, So just do the work. I think it's coming to an end. I think there's a tipping point. I don't think people are going to want to see Kim Kardashian. I mean, I'm sure there's people want to see Kim Kardashian, but you know, like I don't think people want to see perfect anymore. I, I just, I don't think they do. They want to know that you're a human and that you've struggled and that you have a story and that you're trying to do the best you can with business, with life, with anything. So yeah, I say this, just be ready when luck presents itself and not wait for luck my story for today. Oh, one other thing. A bunch of people last time asked me about the Philadelphia Zoo incident. So if we're going to keep this at about 30 minutes, I got time to tell the Philadelphia Zoo incident. There's really nothing to it. There's no long drawn out story. Don't get excited. Okay. I ended up up being fine. But when I was a kid, I always needed the attention on me. Probably all the way to like 25 actually. (laughs) But I was at the Philadelphia Zoo when I was four years old, right? And uh, there's like a petting zoo part area there where there's like animals that are not, you know, threatening to kids to pet, whatever those might be, right? So um, I'm there and there's like a little baby deer and there's like a bunny and whatever they have at a zoo. But there was also a peacock that was like right next to me. And a peacock actually like when its feathers aren't up looks like a blue turkey. Like it really looks like a... (laughs) like a multicolored turkey. And uh, I remember I got close to it enough to pet it. And it kind of made this weird noise and like spread its wings and its its feathers. And it was like beautiful, but also terrifying. Like I thought it was going to like, like it was going to be like that little thing that eats that guy from Jurassic Park when it's, it's, you know what I'm talking about? Like when it feathers out its, its gills and eats them. That's what it kind of reminded me of. So, um, gee, how do I put this? Uh, I decided to defend myself and I took a running start and I kicked the ever living shit out of this peacock and it barrel rolled and it was like, my God, it like fell like, and it like rolled and (laughs) I'm an animal lover. Let me just say this. Uh, I have never hurt any animals (laughs) besides this peacock. The peacock was fine. Uh, but I was very scared. So I kicked this peacock. Right. Um, and I've never felt like in my life ever since that point in time, a look of everybody looking at me and not saying it, but looking at me like you little fucking asshole. (laughs) So on the way out, uh, as my, my uncle is gently like joking with my mom about how kids who hurt animals end up becoming serial killers or whatever. My mom's freaking out. Bless her heart. Uh, they kind of tell her like on the way out, like, yeah, he's never, he's never allowed back. So, um, there's my street cred banned from the Philly Zoo at four. Um, you guys wanted the Philadelphia Zoo story? There you go. Um, there's really not much to it. 
there's no there's no lesson in that um there's no lesson in that story um but i figured i'd give it because i'm under 30 minutes okay so uh thanks everybody for listening um i told you this would be kind of all over the place um i thought luck was a good thing to talk about today um there's so many more there. There's literally, there's like a list I have in a book of like 50 things that I want to talk about. And there's also some guests that I'm kind of gently talking with right now. Um, that I'd like to have on, uh, that could share a quick little story from our past. Um, I'm going to try to avoid like phone interviews. I, I, when I'm listening to a podcast and I hear somebody talking on a phone, it just takes me right out of it. So I'm going to try to avoid that. Um, but yeah, and I'm working on Apple podcasts, really working on that. So just please bear with me. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Um, you know, like, comment. You don't have to do that. Do whatever you want. You can't even like or comment or subscribe. I think you can on Podbean, but because it's not on Apple, you can't write a review. If you want to write a review, you can. I don't know where you'd leave that. Maybe down the road when it's on Apple Podcasts, but I appreciate it if you do. All right. I got to get back to work. Uh, this was uh, episode two, uh, whatever we're going to end up calling it. I don't know. I'll think of something. Anyway, guys, appreciate you. Thanks for letting me rant. Thanks for letting me uh, tell you some ridiculous stories. And I'll see you guys on Thursday.